But anyway, so I just want to first of all just give a shout out to my uh, special guest that we have with us today, that Fred White. We have Lynn Little, Tennessee legend. First time, first time with us. I know Fred has been with us before, but first time having Dirty One on the show today. And then, of course, we got Billy Rattler contributing as well. So, <laughs> so I want to kick it off and just like so we follow just to just to let everybody know, kind of overview of what we're talking about here today. Coach Ford retires. Jeremy Pruitt gets fired. And then, you know, there's a lot swirling around the program right now. A lot of uncertainty. Trying to figure out just to get a, a feel for what some people really connected to the program, how they feel about what's going on and where they see us going and how these next couple of weeks are going to play out. So I want to uh, – we, we heard from Fred earlier today. We heard from Dude, heard from Billy. I just want to start off with, with heads. What, what do you think about what happened? Just give me your take on, on how you feel about it. I don't know what violations actually it was, but um, I guess they had to do what they had to do at this current time. But um, moving forward, man, um, now I just want them to know how the right person finds um, We need a leader. We need, uh, we actually need a coach that really can coach these players and actually develop these players. That's what we need. Yeah. And also added to that, um, we need we need coaches to quit hiring their best friends, man. Like, really, really, we need the coaches to quit doing that because um, they might not can even coach that well and develop players that well. So we need someone's going to come in, um, be a leader of men, and also be a great coach and also hire great uh, assistant coaches as well. So, hey, you know, it's funny. I heard, I felt when you said that, you know, you just want to hire somebody that can do the job because we all kind of went through this together. And especially through social media, when we went through the, the, the Dooley hiring, we went through with Kevin, we went through with Butch and Pruitt. Every time, every we all, we, we're so passionate about our program and where it's going. We get worked up about who, who they may hire, who they're interviewing, who passed it over, who's going where. And we get all worked up about it. And, and you just said, like, just hire somebody to do the job. I understand exactly where you're coming from because all the posts and everything else that we've all been through in the last what, 10 years or so, it didn't really amount to anything and it just got us more frustrated and then we didn't get the results that we wanted. So, Deuce, I know you have some opinions on what we're talking about. What, what, what do you just think about that situation and about where we're going? Well, and I, I'm kind of with Leonard and I think I, we pretty much all speak kind of the same language on this. Yeah. We want somebody who can get the job done. And I, I was talking earlier and I really, I realized you know, this is the end of an era. Completely an end of an era. Coach Fulmer is no longer gone. Going to be there. There's no. It's probably not going to be anyone that we've ever been connected with. Going to get the jobs that we're talking about getting right now. And is that okay? Is that okay? Is that okay to say that? I, I think it is. If you move I think it forward. is too. If it's, right. if it's progressively thinking, absolutely. If yeah. you're trying to move into the future, absolutely. I'm okay with that. Right. I want the people to be able to, be able to do their jobs. Like Linda said, to do your job, make us good. Athletic director just come in and be and understand what it is to be a Tennessee volunteer. Doesn't necessarily have to have Tennessee ties, but if they can get the job done, I want you to get the job done. Next coaching staff, same thing. Whoever you hire as a head coach, they don't have to be a Tennessee guy, but they need to be someone who understands what it means to be a Tennessee volunteer, understand what it means to have our history and the program, those type of things. I think that would be big 
It needs to be someone who wants to be at Tennessee, not something that's a stepping stone for them. So I say that's been a problem. And I think I agree with, with you about hire the best people for the job. And if they happen to have Tennessee ties, great. But if they don't, so be it. But what I think you just – we talked about it earlier today. We've had people come in that were outside of the program. It's one thing to, to want to do your own thing, but to not respect and to acknowledge what we have in play. There's certain Tennessee traditions. Like it shouldn't matter who's coaching that mm-hmm. you need to at least acknowledge. What, I know you're going to put your own spin on it, do your own thing, and, you know, put your fingerprints on it. But to try to ignore or wipe out some certain traditions, I think that's where you get yourself in trouble and where you disconnect yourself from alumni, fans, boosters, and everybody as a whole. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, so, so Worm, where, me and you talked, we, we were talking a little bit about it, you know, before we hit, hit the camera. So it, I, I think what we're going to see, we're going to start with this AD search first because, you know, we, talk, we touched on Coach Foreman, what he, what he was charged with coming in to do. I think he accomplished some of that, but of course the Pruitt hire didn't work out. So now we're going in a different direction. So at the top of that, you know, to start off with with the AD, we we, we threw out some names off camera. Talk about that that search, where you see it going, and what what you're looking for about who who can lead us in out of this darkness that we're in right now. You know, I still think we need to have somebody that has some ties with Tennessee. Period when it comes to the AD because we need somebody that could, you know, keep everybody together and also make the community love them as well because that's where it all starts at here in the city of Knoxville. And, of course, everybody always want to have the ex guys come back and we need somebody that's going to also have that as well because if you don't have anybody that has connections with the ex guys that could communicate with boosters or whatever it takes to to become a community again because Knoxville has lost their community when it from what it forced the the team wise because they don't trust anybody here at all now so if we got someone that knows Knoxville and understand the city of Knoxville I think that would be a great thing so I'm looking over this list and I'm going to call out I looked over and there's about 10, 12 people on this particular list. And just the thing that jumped out at me immediately was that I didn't see Mickey, Dr. Mickey Allen's name on this particular list. Doctor, but doctor. everybody, everybody else, they either had Tennessee connections or they were connected to somebody with the program to the point earlier about, you know, best friends and connections. But the ones with Tennessee, I'm going to throw out some names. I'm going to get everybody's feedback and your first thoughts on this. And let, let me get through the list first. The ones that I see with Tennessee connections, Brad Lampley, Charles Davis, Mark Ingram, Reggie McKenzie, Tara Brooks, David Blackburn. <laughs> and of course, I'm going to put Mickey's name in there just because I didn't see it on this list, but we'll put Mickey's name in there. Give me, if, if we're going the route of what Worm just said, some Tennessee connections, but but very qualified people. That's that's the thing you have to put on that. What do y'all think about that list? Hey, I, hey you... you 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 just you you heard the names. What do you think about that list of people? I think actually it's a good list. I mean, but the thing about it is when the AD comes in, everybody gotta work in one accord, you know, with the chancellor, the president, everybody like that. Um, Martin gonna be good. Uh, Mickey's young, he's energetic, he's real smart, he could do it. 
Um, Brad can do it. We all know Brad too. He can do it. And you say who else was Charles Davis? Charles Davis and Tara Brooks. Coach Brooks, does. she's been in the athletic department for a while, but Charles Davis and Tara Brooks, yeah. Um, all of them, I think, can do it. Um, it's just going to be a matter of who's going to come in, how the right person to be our head coach, and also be in one accord with the with the president, the chancellor, and everyone like that. If that happens, I think we can start going in the right direction. But we have to we have to choose the right person. So I'm going to say this real quick, Jeff. I don't see us hiring anyone that's from the tree. I'm going to get there. Hold on. I don't, think, get, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm, I'm going to get past the tree. And the reason why, and I think I know why you said, well, the reason why I say that is because with what the alleged things that are out there right now, with the reason why we fired our coach for cause, somebody's going to walk into that situation and have to navigate us through that. Mm-hmm. So do they want somebody – because once you get stained with something, you, you're kind of guilty by association. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's, a, it's a positive other times, but it's a negative other times. So to your point, Deuce, now coming out of that, we, we, somebody going outside the tree. We, like, well, let me just first of all say I like a lot. I like those names too, especially Charles Davis, Mark Ingram, and Mickey, and, and Tara. So I think – I'm not sure what she's doing right now, but I know she's been elevating and working her way up. And I see she's got – I see Bright. She's going to be an AD somewhere sometime in the near future. I like that. Situations, it's, it's like who's ready for what we're about to deal with, though. Like who's a good fit right now, could have been a good fit three, four years ago, may not be a good fit right now. But now there's a bunch of names from other people from – there's a John Gilbert. A, he's an AD at East Carolina. There's another – Yes, connections. The, well, I, I, I forgot one. No, he doesn't. These are not – one UT connection I forgot was Gerald Harrison. He's Austin okay. P. You know, he, he worked there. He was in. I forgot. I overlooked him by mistake. Yeah, well, Austin he, P. right now. Man. Yeah, he's Austin P. But there's a guy from – I see there's a AD from Western Kentucky, from Kentucky, Florida State, East Carolina. There's some random names of people that are out there that are somewhat close by and then some others that, you know, kind of out left field. So, Deuce, get back to what you're saying, somebody that's not from the tree. Why do you, what, why do you think we're going outside the program for the AD? Well, I think the chancellor and the president's going to be making the decision for who we hire as athletic director, and neither one of them have Tennessee ties themselves. I don't think they're going to bring someone in that has Tennessee ties. I think they're going to bring someone in that they're comfortable with, which will be someone outside the tree. That's just my, that's my thought process. I do. Will they give some of those guys an opportunity to interview? I think they will. Uh, just due process. But I think this will be the time when UT goes direct, completely away from anything that has to do with anyone from Tennessee. But haven't we done that before, though? Haven't we already – haven't we tried that? We tried. Yeah, we have. We tried everything. <laughs> I know. I, I think this I'll is – how that shit work out. I don't think it's going to be somebody that has Tennessee ties. You tell what could happen, though, like Deuce, like Deuce said – they might hire somebody without Tennessee ties, but would you put somebody on the right underneath them that has Tennessee ties? I mean, that might be the best possible scenario that we and, can get. And I mean, you keep that, right, you keep that continuity, keep some right. connections, and have somebody that's calling the shots that that were removed from that, but you still have somebody that that's that's helping with that lifeblood. Right. And we talked like, again, David Blackburn, he popped up on that lane. I forgot DB too. So he, he was – before Coach got the job, before Coach Former got the job, everybody expected that next one 
especially from the Tennessee tree to be DB. Mm-hmm. What the hell happened with DB? What's because I see him, his name was, I don't know if that was any in any type of particular order, but his name was on the list, but it was at the bottom of the list. And I, I don't hear the chatter that I heard before. What's what's the issue going on there? That I don't know. Uh, that's that's a, I mean, it's kind of like he just faded away. He left the job at UTC. I don't know what happened there. So whatever happened, it just, I mean, he just kind of faded away for a minute as far as the top name. And then you do have some new young guys, innovative guys that are on that list. Like you said, Mark Ingram and Mickey um, mm-hmm. Allen, those guys. And everybody's infatuated with Charles Davis. But I don't see Charles Davis leaving his job, being the number one commentator to do the job at Tennessee. Why would you yeah. put yourself in that situation? <laughs> That's I what I was saying. Too, right? I, I mean, so he's done it for a while. I, I, I agree with you. It's going to be tough to plug him because the amount of time he has to work now as opposed to what he'd have to put into. Absolutely. He got to come in for Yes. Listen, right. man, yeah. do we yeah. all agree this is a tough job to take right now? We're we going to get to that. Right. <laughs> 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 I mean, the AD and the head coach is real tough. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, right. quick, quick. Hey, we got somebody else on the, on the line right now. Got um, 23 on the line. Good, Rich? D good. D good? Yeah, I got him on the phone. I got him on the phone for you there, Jeff. What's going on, D good? Good, he would. Talk to him. We can't hear you. Is he there? Now, now go ahead. want to know, dog, like, why is it, like, to the point that Tennessee, I mean, we all know that we are, it's it's an elephant in the room. They need more people of color in the administration, bro. Period. I mean, and it's it's to the point that you talk about all the minority players on the team, all the African-American players on our team, and we don't have enough of us in the administration to make make those decisions. So, when I'm throwing out the names like Nicky, Gerald, Charles Davis, I think those guys are well qualified and continually get passed over, passed over, passed over. And it's to the point that I feel like we as former athletes, we got to keep putting that stuff out there. And I know it's a fine line that we got to walk between that. But, I mean, I just feel like enough is enough, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. Who, who want to touch that first? I know I have, I definitely have something to say about that. But who wants to touch that first? I mean, I take it. I mean, I, I, I understand what he's saying, you know. And, and the reason I do is because – Based off what we've been through, I mean, there's quite a few African Americans on these teams, and 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 pretty much most of the sports that we have anyway is, is particularly African American, and and I'm not saying we got to get one, but I'm saying that it will be a good situation, you know, when you have someone that could relate to a lot of things that some people can't relate to, and I understand what D Good is saying. And I, I know there's probably somebody out there right now being stupid and scrunching their face about what he said because they're, they're thinking of some affirmative action or whatever. But there's really – he just named three really, really qualified people 
that can go be an AD at anywhere, any school in this country. They just so happen to have ties with the University of Tennessee, and Tennessee will be lucky to have any one of those. And I, I think he, he pointed out something that was, was really critical. So we, we had this conversation on Facebook earlier today, Paul Shear, he, he pointed out it's time for UT to hire a black coach. We hadn't really got to the coaching search just yet, but to have people in certain positions of power, it says something when you've gone how many years and haven't had that. And it says something to the athletes that, you know, we're trying to get and just being able to run that particular program. And, but, and my whole thing is like, it's, it's, it's the right thing to do, but if you try everything else, what the hell is wrong? What's what is it going to hurt you to give some very, very qualified people of color a shot? And that's what, and that's a good point. Like you said, Jeff, we done tried everything in the world. I mean, since Coach Foreman left, I'm the head coach. We, we tried everything. We tried it all. Maybe it's time to try something new, man. I don't know. Um, Y'all already know my stance on it, man. I don't care who it is at this point. They can get somebody from Anchorage, Alaska, Hawaii, uh, Europe, anywhere, man. I don't care. Just hire the right person this time, and this person can be around the program for, you know, a long period of time rather than, you know, all this stuff that's happening now. You know, you know, one of the things I look at, and I hate having to talk about other schools or whatever, but the blueprint is out there. You look at what Georgia and Alabama are doing as far as, like, the assistants they hire. And they hire some people just to be analysts. And we're talking about head coaches, those type of things. You need situations like that in your program if you can. I mean, I know that's a tough thing to do when it comes to, you know, what we do at Tennessee, but that is a good – opportunity for you to give people opportunity to coach, to bring in more skilled people, to bring in more football minds and those type of things. Your money comes from your football, right? And we right. want our program to be better. Find ways to get in better coaching, but not just better coaching as far as like your overall staff, like uh, coaches. you need consultants as well that, that, are, that are qualified too. Hey, so let, let, I was thinking about that today too. Um, sometimes we worry about the optics of it, right? Mm -hmm. So we don't really, we rather go somebody about, you know, we rather hire somebody, you know, with the optics, but we don't want to hire the coach. We can take Nick Saban for, for instance. Look at all the people that Nick Saban hires. He hires football coaches. They knows how to develop kids. That's why he stays ahead of a lot of people. He doesn't care what people say at all. I know that comes with winning and stuff like that, but he doesn't care whatsoever. He hires the best possible coach and the best possible person that come in and help the situation now. And we need That's to start doing that, man. Yeah, well, we need to start doing that. So getting to the – so we, we kind of that, – that AD position we kind of talked through. So, the Coach, who who's that going to be? Who's going to be that per – because, like, and Deuce, you said – I'm, I'm going to repeat. I'm going to kind of paraphrase what, what you said earlier today <laughs> about everybody, you know, continuously trying to hire – a Nick Saban clone and somebody from their tree trying to thinking, thinking that if there's one Nick Saban, first of all, there's, there's only one Boy. of them. He's, he's a one of one. So, one of one. and also the way that the, the game of college football is played right now, you're not, and he understood that because you like their defenses aren't great anymore. He's a defensive coach that doesn't have a team that's winning championships without a great defense. They're winning with offense averaging 45, 46 points a game. Yeah. And that's and the people Clemson who's challenged him. They're doing it. It's people in Ohio State, people with innovative offensive minds, and that's everybody who pops up and is doing that. 
So with that being said, oh, because I, I, I think that's what kind of intrigued Coach Former into. That's what kind of got him into hiring. He's a he's a he's an old school. We know what time he came up. We know how he won and how he was accustomed to coaching. And I think that played in him hiring Pruitt. So with whoever the new AD is, who is somebody out there that can take on those reins, a good offensive line? Or I take that back. Who do you see? What kind of coach and who do y'all see him hiring? I'm going to start with you, dudes. What What do you see from this coaching search? Where you see, where you see it going? I, you know, I, I don't know. Because here's the thing. I don't know who's making this hire. I mean, if it's going to be, you know, a search group, or if Peyton's going to lead it up, or is a new athletic director, is he going to be the guy who makes this call? I don't know. Whoever we get as, a, as soon as we get our athletic director, in my opinion, I can have a better idea of what style they want and who they want. It's kind of hard what to say. But based on what we're talking about, what we think is going to be successful, any AD is going to, like, I know it's going to, we're going to have to, we'll have this conversation again after we hire somebody. But just assume assume a couple things right now. Assume that that AD knows what you know of what we all know about what's going to win in today's college football landscape. Well, I can cool. say I don't, I don't have a name or anything that I want to throw out there because I'm looking at it from a standpoint of I feel like to win in the SEC, you have to be able to score 30 to 35 points per game. And that's putting you in the middle of the pack if – a little bit above middle of the pack. <laughs> That's but you got to be able to score at least 30, 35 points a game. So you need somebody who has an offensive mind. The game has changed. It's no longer like it used to be. And I think the fact that we need to have – I like to see a kid that's a mobile quarterback. A lot of these teams are winning with mobile quarterbacks. However, Alabama didn't win with a mobile quarterback, but they got five-star recruits all over the dog on football field. That quarterback finished the game, and he didn't, he didn't even have grass on his pants. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, so, you know – I feel like the game is changing, and we need to catch up. Yes. We behind. I see. I'm, I'm I'm with you there too, man. Just like what um what Leonard said, man. We we got to go get coaches. We got to get the best coaches. I mean, we got to go steal some of these coaches. And right now is a great time to do that. I mean, especially now that we don't have to pay that buyout. Now we can afford to get a coach. Now it's yeah. time to go get coaches. It's time to do that. I mean. But we spent a lot of money. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Let me tell y'all one thing. Um, We were spoiled. And our fans were spoiled when we played because we had a heck of a head coach, but we had some of the best assistant coaches in America. So it made it easier for Coach Former, obviously. So somehow we got to get the back behind those type of coaches that developed. Every coach we had developed players, every last one of them. Every last one of them. I came. Everybody became a better player when they yeah. came to Tennessee. Yeah. Everybody, and I mean everybody and we, I know, and everybody you guys know too. But the, and the head man has to delegate. First of all, you have to. So you, have, there's been a long time I talked to people about. There's different types of great head coaches. You got great coaches who are excellent old guys, and then you have great leaders who know how to motivate and they know how to identify great coaches. That's a skill in itself, knowing how to identify great coaches and then giving them delegating the leadership to them to be able to do it because one thing we heard and you know we could talk about it now one thing we heard coming out of the camp with this particular coach is that he was too micromanaging and hands-on with every position and every coach but jc that's how nick saban does it and what he has i'm saying so he has to take a little bit what nick saban did at his program 
bring it to our program, but don't be like Nick because it's not you. Be your own head coach. And don't right. be like Nick Saban. Be your own little version or whatever Nick Saban, but you don't have to do everything he does. And they all think they're Nick Saban. They all right. do. They all think they can do it the same way he does. You can't. You, can't. you, you don't can't. have his can't credentials. Do you don't have his credentials. Yeah, you might have won a national championship with Nick Saban, but you didn't do it without him. So, He's know, done it without you, though. When you know you get hired, I'll tell you why it happens. When people, they, they know they're getting hired because of that connection. So they think they're giving people what they want by trying to be him because that's why people came looking for him. And that's the problem. Like, you, you yeah. need to – yeah, that's what got me the job, but that's not what I need to go out and try to emulate or try to be. Because, like, again, there's only one of them. Maybe, like I said before, man, you know, when you get hired from a tree like that, of course you're going to take certain things away from Nick Saban. It might be his recruiting. It might be um, the way his the way he run practices, whatever. But you can't be exactly like him because it's not you. You know, and, and it's crazy that coaches continue doing that stuff when it takes away from them being the coach and and help these players out. And our, our player development, and that's been one thing yeah. that has been sorely – like, first of all, first people years ago, it was like we didn't have the recruits. Okay, we started getting the recruits. But one thing about it, I, I hate to even keep talking about this dude, but he's the gold standard for it right now is Nick Saban in that program. They'll take a three-star dude and make him a four- or five-star dude, take a four- or five-star and make him uh, just a first-round selection superstar. We rarely – me and someone sat down and we just went over, like, all the, how many three-star dudes we got that came in and became a four- or five-star? How many five-star, four-star show that, hey, I am a four-star guy? We never had that consistent overall type of development with our program. It hurts. Yeah. And, and kids see that. He's like, well, am I am I gonna get better if I go there? And that makes a big difference. Hey, 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 I got hey, I got a question for y'all, fellas. Like, do y'all think that we're gonna go after somebody that got previous head coach experience, or do you think it's gonna be somebody? Are they gonna take a chance on another coordinator? Because I guess one name that one name that I'm not hearing at all that kind of puzzles me is Joe Joe Brady. Is that the one from LSU? The yeah. like Carolina Panthers now? <laughs> Like, I mean, for you on the offense that averaged 51 points a game, if y'all talking about a young, innovative five, I mean, one national title, coordinating the pros, I mean, you got to, I mean, that'll be a big splash hire to me. I, that's a good point. And I think, like what Head said, it's like everything should be on the table right now. Because if you, I, the only caveat that I put to that is that it depends on what's going on with these allegations. And that, that may be a good thing to have a guy that doesn't have the type of expert. Because if you bring in a proven guy and people are going to expect you, no matter, I don't care if you lost scholarships, if you you know, you have probation or what, they want you to win. And they're on the clock the minute they hit. If you bring in a guy like that, that he's going to, somebody like Bray, like you mentioned, he's going to, if nothing else, he's going to score points. His first year, and you might you may be losing, but you're gonna be exciting. You're gonna be entertaining doing it until you can get it right. So I think that's a good point. What What do you guys think about bringing in somebody like that as opposed to a? I like a him. Too. I, like, I like Joe Brady. I, my thought process is: Is he gonna want to coach college now? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I think they were, Eric, somebody mentioned Eric Bieniemy. I, I was in a lot of conversations today, and I was like, Eric Bieniemy turned down his alma mater. He he seems to want to stay in the in the NFL, but you have 
minds, offensive minds just like that. Is that something we would do? If it's not Brady, if it's not the enemy, is, it, is that somebody that they would entertain somebody? No, the enemy, man. He, he's going to be, he, he wants to be an NFL head coach. He's, 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 gonna, he's going to be like either this year, maybe, or next year, maybe. So he's going to get his job. Yeah, he, he probably, yeah. Yeah. but I think that might depend on what Deshaun Watson still want to do because he don't want to go to the Texans without a quarterback. Deshaun Watson endorsed it. Did he? Yeah. Deshaun Watson might not be there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're right about that. But, you know, the enemy, you know, the enemy would be a, a great college head coach, but, you know, he he's too far gone from college right now. He, he ain't I don't think he coaches no college. No, yeah, no. I don't think so either. Yeah, and speaking I, I, of not being there too, what? So what? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Warren. You about to ask something? No, you got. Go ahead. Get, I'm, you're fine. Go ahead, Jason. So, so speak, speaking of not being there, you know, talking about player development and just with the with the shit that's swirling right now, you see the the college free agency. We talked about this a little bit last week. College free agency opened up, and some of the kids are already leaving. So, how, how do you think that's going to impact some of the kids right now? And what do you think this is going to impact us in, in recruiting? Just going for the next year or two. Now we get the right person in, they can stop that. But so as far as the portal stuff and people transferring, yeah, because this is a lot easier yeah. to go now. When kid, you know, kids nowadays, they're not gonna stick around anyway. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> <laughs> really, you, know, you know what? You know what's funny? Yeah. I, I don't. I, and I we can't. I say I say the same thing too. It's like I blame the kids, but. If you listen to every conversation we've had, I had it with Deuce, I had it with Riggs, I had it with Worm, myself, all of us, and probably you, everybody has thought about or talked about leaving when they were at school at some point. I almost don't blame the kids as much as I blame the people around the kids. Like, the parents, like my mom wouldn't let me go. It's just like, you you know, she was like, she put a stop to that. She she wasn't going to let that happen. And that's just, I hear that same story with everybody we talked about. We had people, they had people around them that stopped them from going. So I think now it's just like, if it's not working, just bail out. And people let them bail out. So what what is going to stop these kids? Because we've already lost a couple of them. Like, some good ones. Some good ones. Well, I, I think it would be. For different reasons, though. Well, it depends. It depends. So I, I still say this. I mean, it's, it's still going to take the right coach to come in here to stop that bleeding. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to need, to me personally, we're going to need an offensive juggernaut to come in here and let the kids know that they got a chance to win. Because, you know, that's what you want. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to get any recruits come to a school that's losing. You can only pitch that you can start right away for so long, and it works. <laughs> right. Because we like, I mean, you know us, we didn't like losing. I mean, we didn't lose a lot when right. we played in Tennessee. But we also wanted to win. That's the reason why we came to Tennessee. You know, right. when we came to Tennessee, our coaches can say that, hey, we got to get our best 11 on the field, and you got a chance to win, you got to start. You can't do that with these kids. No, these kids want instant success and playing at the same time. So right. I can see, you know, us getting a great offensive-minded head coach with a great offensive coordinator. That's what we're going to need to keep these recruits and stop the bleeding. So offensive juggernaut. Somebody mentioned it. I heard this again today. I've been I've, I've been on a lot of boards here in a lot of conversations. And somebody dropped another name. And we this goes this goes way, way back to the first time he got the job. I heard that somebody dropped the, the Lane Kiffin bomb. Like what with, with, with Lane Kiffin 
being accepted back. I'll tell y'all what I I have to ask the question. I'm at the point now. I don't care. I don't care who they I don't care no more. I'm done. I don't care. I told people I was I was okay. I was happy with like like he could if he said he wanted to come back tomorrow, I wouldn't have an issue with it. I don't care about any of that right. If you come and get the job done, I am I'm like y'all, I'm perfectly okay with that. If it does come back, I'm all with rewriting the ship. Rewriting the ship and um, don't do the same stuff you did before with them. I'm all with that, man. So, yeah. like yeah, I, I said, I'm going to say this a hundred times. I just want a football coach, man. <laughs> I just want a football coach. Let, let, me, let, me, let me say this. Football football. Yeah, I do know he it would be career suicide for him. For Lane, why do you say that? Because he leaving that day. You can't leave a program yeah. in one year like you right. did us. Right. To come back to and do it and do it twice, and then yeah. and then if it does not work out, no one will ever hire again. That's, that's true. That's right. That's, that's a great point, though. But but you, look who you're talking about, though. You're talking <laughs> about Lane Kiffin. He's not the most traditional. He, he, type he knows guy. that, though, Jeff. I've had. You know, I've, 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 I know through the great vibes, he would not take the job. I don't think he will either. I really don't. Yeah. I don't think we need Kiffin, though, man. I, I will, I, I, like J.C. said, I think, I mean, what J.C. said, I mean, and I'm like, hey, I just want a coach that can coach. But there's so many masterminds out there, man. Ghost, I mean, there's some NFL guys out there that can come in and, huh. and have an instant success. I mean, there's yeah. some smart people out there that can come do it. Man, is Diga, is Diga still on with us? Is he still on? Is he yeah, still there? My bad, folks. So, yeah, no, so I, I this is like, I, I, I like to ask people in other countries how they view in the United States right now. You're, you're still in Texas, right? You're in Texas? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What, is, what, are, what are people in the state of Texas saying about the real UT right now? Because I know they try to claim Austin, the, the UT down there, but what are the people saying outside of our immediate region? What are they saying about us as a program right now? I mean, we're laughing stock, man. I, mean, I ain't gonna lie. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, I hate to say it, but I mean, down here, you know, it's everything is. I mean, everything is Alabama, LSU, even Texas A&M is gaining steam. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but I mean, I think the, the I mean, they stay down here a little bit. I mean, the kid Katie Foster is from my, my backyard, and he's a really good kid, man. He's a good football. Like, you talk about a good football coach. That kid is a good football player. Like he would have been able to. I ain't gonna say you'd have played on our team, you'd have been able to compete with him. Like I've watched him go out there and leave teams, I've watched him go out there and work. Like I'm excited about it, but like, I mean, they got, they, I mean, they still Tennessee, man. It's still a big time SEC program, and the kids wanna play. I mean, they wanna get on the field. So, I mean, they still looking at Tennessee. You know, it's just, they waiting to see what we do. Like, waiting on us to get, get back on top. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or some kids down, I mean, there's some kids down here, because I got, you know, my son's a freshman down here. And right. I mean that freshman class, those kids are looking at Tennessee. They want Tennessee to get back going. They want to get excited about Tennessee. But quite honestly, we ain't gave them too much to get excited about on the field. So, you know. <laughs> hey, I'm, so just, I'm just being oh, real. Ahead, hey, uh, uh, no, go ahead. Big Cat over here. He, he's he's coming. <laughs> he said the best person to get Tennessee out of this rough spot is him. Is him? Is 
Rex Ryan. He has the personality <laughs> to land. To look, 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 look. That's why I'm glad he didn't log in. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to go through that shit today. Man. We had that Rex Ryan conversation earlier. They talking about Rex Ryan, Jeff Fisher. I'm like, listen, Jeff, Jeff Fisher. Okay, I'm, I'm glad Jeff Fisher. And somebody said he was a, a proven winner. This oh. man coached 22 seasons and had six like three yeah. He had yeah, six like winning that. seasons in 22 years. He was only seven, eight games over 500. <laughs> he he made his reputation off of three good years. Oh, man. And he rolled those three years out like nobody. And they were 10 years apart. They were, he had like a couple of years. And he ran that Super Bowl run. <laughs> this man is eight and eight. If eight and eight was a person, that's Jeff Fisher. Oh, man. Hey, hey, I am Martin over here, too, man. Three Pot. Shree Pot. What's going on, man? I am Martin. What is Shree Pot talking about, man? Uh, he's just watching right now. He, he He's hey, behind man. the scenes. <laughs> so I know. So we, we want to. So I want to. Um, is, if D Good is still on, I want to get his last take. We're about to go around the horn and just get everybody's rat, lat, you know, final take on this and wrap this up. D Good, what do you think? I know you touched on a little bit about what you think, how we need to go about getting better and just getting us out of the storm right now. What do you think, some other some other thoughts on what do you think we need to go from here? I mean, I just think we need to get, I mean, obviously the AD, 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 AD hire is the most important hire. I mean, I, but I definitely got talked about it earlier, talked about somebody with Tennessee Connections. I think that program is so unique to where it fits in the conference like that. The recruiting, you got to recruit statewide first. You know what I'm saying? You got to take care of that. So I think you have to have somebody to get that connection because you don't – until you – like, for real, I'm from Chicago, bro. So until you get down to Tennessee, you don't understand what it's about until you get there. Like, telling somebody about it and having somebody that has that connection, that has that love for it, that's qualified now. You know what I'm saying? That's qualified. Not just throwing somebody in that role, but you know they're going to get A-all to it. You know they're not going to get They've been – like, you, Mark Ingram, he's been well-traveled. He's done good things. You know what I'm saying? There's some good guys and done good things, but we need somebody that's going to shake some things up. It can't be business as usual. That done failed for the last the last twenty some years now. So I mean, we need a change. We Thank need you. a change. So I think get, I think getting that getting that AD hire is important. Like they got to nail that because we don't. We probably going to be under some investigation. We're going to be under some some strip penalty. So it's going to be have somebody that can come in and write the ship. So I mean, I think that AD hire is really important. Man. I think there's some the names that y'all listen, there's some good qualified people. Like we know David Blackburn is a beast. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he was there with us, so we know. I mean, so it's a lot of guys out there that qualify for that role, man. But I definitely think the AD AD search is the most important thing right now. JC, you be good. Thanks for calling in, brother. Go ahead, Deuce. You up next? That 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 same thing I've been saying. This is a tough job. Coming in for an athletic director as well as a coach. This is going to be a tough job. This is not going to be. This is not going to be something that's going to be changed around in in three years. Might not even be four years. This is going to be the first time we're really going to have to be patient. Mm-hmm. I said five. Yeah, you got wow. like this is a this is a like, almost like a, a complete rebuild. So you so I, I you're telling me if we get the right guy like the good offensive juggernaut court um, HC that's put together an offense that can get some kids in and know how to develop, you guys are still telling me with some of the holdovers that we have, we do the, the cupboard isn't bare. 
Like I said, we just haven't had the development. But so let me, so you're telling me it's going to take five years if you if, if even if we get the right guy, it's going to take five years. It's going to take. We should see progress every year. But however, to be what we want to be, to be like you, like you want to be in the top five, top ten, whatever, you're looking at about a four or five year job. Okay. That's and, my thought process. Let's see here. And, and, and the reason. I think he's going to lose some recruits as well. So, uh, the, the reason I say that, this is, we don't, we, this is not the NFL, guys. We ain't getting the best players every year. We ain't getting what we used to get when we played there. Exactly. Right now, we are the, at the bottom of the barrel. And I don't, I don't buy this. I don't buy this. Guys, guys, y'all, if y'all go over there and see what they got, y'all would change your mind. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Y'all just got told that we had all these all American five stars on the offensive line. No, we didn't, man. I'm telling you, it is. Put it like this here. You guys but, saw Trey Smith play. How good was Trey Smith this year? And that's our best offensive lineman. Let me, but let me just let me just say the scheme that they were running did not fit that offensive line at all. Oh, you, no, you think no, going side right to side, man. That, that, that is that's absolutely right. That, that's, that's, what, that's what Leonard talked about earlier. You got to develop that yes. talent. We need you coaches. Can't have those, you we need can't, coaches. And, and, the reason, and the reason why I say this is the fact that you look at NFL roster, it's still Tennessee guys on NFL rosters making NFL teams. Shot yes. Tuttle is so, balling right now. Right. I mean, you talk about guys that's out there balling in the NFL. So that talent was on your – it's not first-round talent, but it's NFL talent. So what was our record this year? Three and seven? Was it three and seven? Two, mm-hmm. two, two and, I think three and seven. Yeah. So you, you, you can't – so to that point – there are so you take every coach of every team that was in the top 25 this year, give them our team. We're not three and seven because no. that tells you what a coach would have done. And you take that top 10, all those teams in the top 10, you give them the team we had this year. You're talking 73 instead of three and seven. I, I really, I really, but, but here's the issue we have the issue we have is this those guys are leaving. Some of those guys are our best players we are about leaving. And some of these guys are transferring. So you got to come in and replenish those guys and also sure. teach them how to run your offense, your system. It's going to take a while, bro. I agree that, with that. That's not a two-year time. I, I, I just don't want to – I, I, I personally think, don't want to hear five – I don't want to hear five years. <laughs> hey, what do you, what do you, I don't want to hear think, that. I don't think learning the sip is going to take a year or two, especially in college. Man. It's mean, different, man. I, it, nah, man. I mean, because like the line isn't pat. They're just like the same. It's regular. They're just fat. They're running zone blocking schemes and shit. Yeah, like, yeah. It takes. It just. It takes. Sometimes it takes that long to build that attitude that you need to run. Yeah. The it's that coach yeah. and knowing the system and getting the players you need in the system. But learning the system is easy. But it's just. But hold on. But listen. But you know the difference in learning. The, like when we got to Tennessee, we can't look at it from the from the standpoint of just learning the system. The difference was when we got to Tennessee, you had a guy in front of you before when you made a mistake on the football field. <laughs> somebody on the team had already talked to you before you even got to the coach. Right. 
That means everyone on the team knows the system. No, I was, I, was, I was more I was I was more scared of Leonard Little when Al Wilson than I was of Coach Paul. Tuscaloosa, they like they 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 they're one of the programs that they stay and pay their dues. You see kids that didn't play for a year or two, then they pop up and it's like boom, their first round draft pick, second round draft pick, and they they play behind dudes. They're okay with doing that because they know the people in front of them are studs, and I'm not just sitting behind somebody that I shouldn't be sitting behind. Mm-hmm. And they wait their turn, mm-hmm. and they come. They know they're going to be developed, and they're going to be studs too. And that's just how it is. It's just, that's that's a crazy thing to say, but that's like one of the few. There's a handful of programs. You see it at Ohio State. You see it at Clemson. You see it at, at these teams that are consistently good in the really? playoffs every year. Yeah, the team you that. But, but, but you got to understand, JC. I hate bringing us in the subject, but we was the same way. We was the exactly. same way. That's a that's a throwback to to right. that type of era because. I would just like I said, it was, there was no shame in me with like, the years I didn't start with him. Man, I'm sitting behind Little Little, JB, Steve White, all these people. I'm lear- I'm trying to learn as much as I can from them. Get my take 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 advantage of my opportunities when I get them and wait my time. That's just what it is. And if you're gonna stick around, this you were gonna wait your time right. behind somebody unless you were just the elite of the. They also force you to get better and force and you to trust you enough to put you in the game. And eventually you're going to start after that, man. I mean, people don't really 
they, they don't have that formula now, man. They want to start instantly straight out of high school and stuff like that, man. I'm, that's I'm how they, they, they recruit them, though, Leonard. You got to realize I mean, that, too. They it's the same way, dude. But, but, but then again, I don't blame mm-hmm. the kid because I, my high school coach told me, he said, if they're promising you that you're going to play or start as a freshman, don't, don't, like, don't they're like, like, so what does that say? They're either telling, so, so when you're going to be there at one point and they're telling some kid the same thing about you, and then, or what is that, that you, they haven't seen you practice. They haven't seen what you were going to do. How do you know, how do they know you're ready to play right then? How can they promise you that right now? And that's one of those things to where somebody's making that promise to a kid that hasn't stepped on campus yet. That's a problem. And but that's that, I know they do it. Yeah, and that's a problem, man. When you start promising people stuff and don't fall through with it, that's when they start to get mad and then they leave and they're not giving their full potential. And and just like you guys were just saying, everything all of y'all just said transitioned to four to five years. <laughs> so, <laughs> so with that, thank you, I'm saying before then, man. I'm saying we, I don't care. Like I said, it's time to build a culture, nah, brother. Nah, not five years. Okay, let me let me, let me, say, let me say this, though. Let me say this, though. Let me say this, though. Hold on. Hold on. Let me say this. And I, I, I agree with this. It's going to be a four to five year process. But we also got to understand this is college football. It's different than NFL. You can recruit. You can. You go pick your talent, man. Mm-hmm. So if you go out there and you get a splash higher and you go get that offensive guy that's going to put up 40, 50, you still got a recruit class and put the whole together. You still got time to keep some kids together. And guess what? Like with all those guys leaving, it's going to be early playing time. And you still talking about Tennessee is still an SEC program. So this because hire, we, that AD hire, hire yeah. is very important. You know what yeah, I'm saying? We got so a kid not, from... Yeah, it is a four. I believe you, it is a four to five year process of those kids coming in. But I mean, it's, I mean, they still got to hold some stuff together. I mean, I because think they we did, did get rid of Pruitt at the yeah. right time. I do. We, we have some kind of name or I, I, it still has some kind of draw because we got some kids out of the portal. The kid from the hook, kid hooker from Virginia Tech, and then, and then the other, I called him the bootleg big cat, the one that came from <laughs> Auburn is transferring. And he, this is an all SEC guy who's coming to Tennessee from Auburn. So there's we still we some. We don't get him without Kevin Steele being hired. Nah, I, 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 I understand. And, and we might be in the play for somebody I know, but you know they're trying to they're trying to still probably still get him there too. So he'd be a good pass rusher for us and stuff like that. So. Um, we got some kids, man. It's just like you guys said, getting the right coach, man. Get, right. First getting the AD coach. and getting the right coach, man. So, so we're going to – because that was the thing. We started off with that thing, getting the right coach. Head started off. That's through the whole conversation. We end that thing. Just get the right coach with the AD. So I think we, we're going to have many, many conversations about this tonight. I think that's a good note. To end it on, we had some great conversation. We're going to get everybody back. We're going to have some other characters, other cast of characters come on because this is going to be a long journey. We want to hear what everybody got to say about it. We're going to talk about this on a regular basis. But, you know, this is going to be a marathon. This is going to be a marathon. So that's why we're going to say marathon. We're going to say some of the talking points for that. But, you know, just like we ended early today, I'm going to end it with MLK Day. I'm going to end it with another MLK quote. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Thank you for joining us on the Cold World Podcast today. We'll talk to you.